what it do what it do welcome back to frankly speaking podcast i'm your host frank g and this is the first podcast of the year and we're back and uh what a year this uh 2021 has started off to be right i mean just sheer utter unadulterated chaos <laughs> you know this stuff is you can't make this stuff up you know it's almost like you just if you're paying attention you know whether you're uh watching the mainstream media all day long or even if you you know monitor alternative media uh or even if you don't do either of those maybe you're just somebody who just sit you know uses social media for their access to uh news and reactions it is doesn't matter which way you flip it turn it you know which angle you try to approach this thing at it's just entertainment at the highest level you know they even the best shows you know maybe a show like house of cards or something like that i've i haven't watched it myself but i've heard that uh there's been some parallels drawn between what's going on now and the series so but it's still not anywhere near the same you know and it's just true boy storming you know dc and just and it's only the first week of the year like literally it's only january what seven you know so you know if this is any type of uh you know sign of what the year is going to be then (laughs) You know, it's it's gonna be we're in for we're in for a ride. You know, no doubt about that. You know, we're definitely in for for something. And I hope that uh this year brings you know the air of fulfillment as last year did, even on a greater scale, with all the chaos going on around us, you know, I have to say for myself 2020 you know the start of a new decade last year right 2020 boom you know you have all this stuff coming every year started off great you know and then the you know elephant in the room the virus or whatever this thing is this you know mental pandemic and uh you know, people getting sick, people saying they're not sick, people saying it's lies, all this, all of it, all year long. Then, you you know, last year you still had the wildfires going on across the planet. You had the earthquakes, volcanoes erupting, tornadoes ripping through areas that, you know, hurricanes tearing up stuff. <laughs> In addition to, you know wars rumors of wars going on it's just it was a mess you know it it was just a utter mess then the the quote-unquote protests you know more of uh melanated people being sacrificed and you know treated as if 
they don't matter for some reason. You know, well, we know the reason, but more of the same, pretty much. In addition to the COVID and, you know, lockdowns and all that stuff last year. So we come to, we, we get through all that, right? Many of us, some of our families and friends didn't make it, you know, and, uh, Unfortunately, rest in peace to if you know anyone who was uh, affected by the COVID uh, or not even just COVID who might have transitioned last year due to any reason, you know, um, they're not suffering anymore, you know, or they don't have to go through this nonsense anymore. But I know those type of things, you would rather them be here with you. So I understand I had a few family members pass as well last year, so I get it. And, uh, you know, but here we are, we made it into 2020 and we think, all right, 2020 going to be the year. We're going to put this stuff behind us. Everybody's making their new year's resolutions. Boom, 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 boom. And then they stormed DC, right? Yesterday or on the sixth, I believe. And, you know, it's all this talk about you know, leading up to the six or what's going to happen, what's not going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. The morning before the, you know, they knew these people were coming. So, which is, you know, I guess neither here nor there, but it kind of raises a question. But prior to the protesting of uh, the recount or the runoffs per se, um, the DC mayor or governor of DC decided to disarm the entire area. The entire District of Columbia was disarmed the morning before the protests happened. That means the police officers, the citizens, no one they had enacted an executive order for no firearms at all. Now, if you had a concealed license from D.C., then they can't take that from you. However, anything else, whether police or not, they were everyone was disarmed for the most part. Uh, which is, you know, kind of odd because usually they don't, you know, in the capital, especially after 9-11, they not disarming never. You know, so that kind of begs the question. Um, but furthermore, I understand if you're telling the people they that you can't have uh, carry firearm in the nation capital, which, you know, in most states capitals, you can't carry firearms, you know, um, but in the nation capital, that's understandable, right? You know, that's where the president is. That's where a lot of, you know, high profile government uh, people are so you don't want nobody just walking in with a gun and trying to assassinate people so I get that but disarming the police was a, a whole different story so they allowed these people to just walk in on you know whatever building they were going into and uh, which was kind of unprecedented but at the same time I wanted the reason why I wanted to bring that up because what you were seeing what you were watching rather was democracy on display and not saying that I side with either side because I think they're both terrible. So 
But what you were seeing was people who are fed up with how the things are going in their view, in their, you know, reality with their government. And they did, they were trying to do something about it, but we all know that, I mean, cause the, you know, on face value, they were trying to do something about it, but the whole thing just seemed staged to me. You know, it, 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 it looked completely fake because if there was that many, you know, melanated people out there, Man, they would have had guns and weapons you ain't never seen before. Sound weapons, you know, water cannon weapons that can make water come out the sky and, you know, all kind of stuff. You know, it, it just would have been a, a, a time. It would have been a complete drill. That's what they would have used that as. But this time they didn't They didn't do nothing. You know, they let these people push them over and run in the Capitol and all that stuff. But like I said, it's by design. It's, it's bread and circus. You know, them people storming the Capitol wasn't going to do anything. I mean, it was really a waste of time. The result of whatever was going to happen was already decided before that day even started. So. uh, But that's neither here nor there, but it just goes to show. uh, How much. I don't really know how to classify it, to be honest. Because, you know, I don't want it to what I'm saying to be taken as, oh, you know, he's one of those. He don't think his stuff is real because at the same time, it's clearly people, you know, down there and doing what they were doing. Like in reality, that those people were down there. However, it's not hard to tell that a staged thing when something is being staged, like, okay, you guys show up and we're going to show up and then you guys start pushing and we just will we're spray and make it you know some um some pepper spray right and then and then we'll, we'll just let you guys in that's pretty much what they did and, i mean come on it was terrible but welcome to the first ever episode of 2021 and uh you know I have a topic tonight, but, you know, I, I wanted to do this topic, uh, you know, last year, but the, it was so many other topics and, you know, me adding in the breakfast bar, it really got kind of pushed to the side because it's a, it's a very touchy topic and I, you know, and at the same time, it's a topic that I have only witnessed someone talk about once. And my, you know, especially today, you know, because there's so many more people who have uh, walking away because this particular topic does kind of deal with the paradigm of religion, but we'll get into that when we get into the topic and it won't be a long topic. I don't want to spend too much time on that, but I do want to talk about it because I think it's very, it's very interesting and it, and it caught my attention, you know, because, you know, the, the little bit of social media I do monitor, uh, I came across the topic and we'll just, you know, leave it there until we get to it. So, you know, it, as I was saying, you know, 2020 has been a lot, 
took away some a few things from 2020 that uh you know kind of ties into i guess a resolution or two you know and uh whew, like one of the biggest things i guess a resolution that i have that came from 2020 and you know that I took from 2020 would be pretty much I want to take this podcast to a much higher, you know, ceiling per se. I want to continue to bring, you know, decent content and I want to grow and I want the podcast to grow as I grow, you know, and then at some point I want to be able to, you know, monetize the podcast, but, you know, small beginnings, right? And that's one of my resolutions for this year is to really kind of um, hone the craft of podcasting. There's so many people who do podcasting, but, you know, I can, you know, monitor some and learn and watch and apply to my own podcast. But I want to bring my own unique flavor to the podcasting world. And that's what I'm going to do. And with that, we're going to take a quick little step over to the media corner. All right, here in the media corner, uh, this is where I pretty much speak about any media that I've been consuming, whether it's film media, um, print media and books and any articles I might have read, things like that. So, so far, you know, since we've been doing a lot of in-home entertainment these days, right? You know, we can't really go too many places that we weren't going already. Uh, I have watched two TV shows that I do want to bring up and, uh, the two shows for the first show, I think I might have talked about this show before his dark materials on HBO. It's a BBC show. Fantastic. You know, if you're not watching it, if you're looking for something to watch uh, and to just allow the story to just take you with it, then his dark materials is a good, a good, it's a fantasy, uh, fantasy show, right? Sorry. And it, it's, it's about a young girl, uh, parallel universes, string theory. If you're into those type of things, then uh, you should definitely check it out. And the other show, which caught me by complete surprise. Um, well, let me get some context. So I'm an avid watcher of HBO. Uh, most of their shows fit the type of shows that I like. Great quality, great writing, great acting, et cetera, et cetera, right? So, also with HBO, HBO has a brilliant, uh, I guess, Latino film production. And it they do very well with films, Spanish-speaking uh, filmmakers, all from Europe or uh, South America, right? Uh, and 
this particular show is called 30 coins and it is fantastic you know i i mean watching it because i watch film in so many different languages because i'm a film guy i don't i don't that doesn't bother me the language barrier doesn't really bother me i don't mind watching subtitles after watching so much you know japanese animation young in my younger days you know reading subtitles is nothing to me now so reading the subtitles the shows in is only in spanish you're not going to be able to get it in english uh it's that show was made for in spain so i believe i believe it's spain yeah and so you, there will be no, you know, this is not like the heist on Netflix where you're going to get a cheesy English voiceover. You're not getting it. You know, just read the subtitles, enjoy the show. So it's a horror show and it's about a priest who's also a boxer, who's also an exorcist. And as the title of the show is called, it's about these coins. So and you're talking if you're a horror fan and you looking for good cgi like great monster character cgi good story genuine you know a few jumps if you're a really jumpy person if you like that then 30 coins is the show you need to check out you know if you can get get yourself past reading the, the subtitles and if you're a pretty good reader you know then you should be fine you know but again great great show and uh one i do have a new book so and it's called to sleep upon a sea of stars in a sea of stars let me get let me make sure because i'm let me look on my bookshelf hold on yeah to to sleep in a sea of stars is the title and it's the same author who worked who wrote the book aragon you might have seen the movie uh the book was way better than the movie obviously but this book is actually pretty good it's uh kind of like a it takes place in space in the milky way uh follows a young xenobiologist um by the name of um kira navarez so and she finds this alien artifact and it takes off from there so good book Uh, it's about 900 pages i'm probably about close to halfway through probably about 40 40 through it and i'm enjoying it it's almost like i'm watching a, a movie or a tv show to be honest so that'll do it for the media corner and we're gonna jump right into some quick look and from there we're gonna get right into the topic hopefully uh we don't spend too much time on the topic i just you know but again we'll get there in a second Welcome to the quick look section where we are going to take a you know quick look at some of the uh, articles that I came across, you know, little small topics that, you know, don't need a lot of time. But the first one <laughs> here that uh, I came across and, you know, putting the, you know, the uh, structure of the podcast together, right, was and I, I thought it was hilarious, to be honest, but apparently Republican Emmanuel Cleaver closes Congress opening prayer with a man and a woman. 
which <laughs> is quite ridiculous, you know, because, you know, if, if no one knows what amen means, it, it kind of, you know, loosely translates to so be it. Like, you know, it's kind of sort of to ashe, let it be, so be it is, you know, kind of interchangeable. So it doesn't really have to do anything with men per se. You know, it's just the word that is, uh, you know, some people say it comes from the Hebrew language. Some people say it's Latin, but it does not have to do anything with men as in the biological makeup of a human man. And, you know, so he closes it <laughs> as saying, you know, a man and a woman. And I thought that was a. Uh, a little interesting so it, it kind of begs a question like you know are we trying to be too politically correct with some things and we're kind of losing the meaning of a lot of things when you're trying to be all-inclusive when making up something like like that right so the next one i saw was a was a pretty uh interesting i don't know if anyone had the chance to sit down and really read the thousands of pages of the COVID-19 relief bill, which I doubt you did. I doubt you even looked at the first page. Um, you should really kind of, all of us should really kind of make a habit of at least reading a little bit of these things when they come out. Um, this article from the mind unleashed, uh, they do okay. Journalism, um, they both this this website usually talks about a little bit more of uh, consciousness and things like that, you know, how to, you know, get rid your karma. Stuff like that, like how to undo generational curse and stuff like that. So anyway, the title of the article is hidden in the covid relief bill is an order for the Pentagon to relieve to disclose. Sorry, it's UFO files within 180 days. And uh, the author goes on to say the page 5,593 COVID-19 relief bill that was recently signed by Trump was filed with unrelated issues and, and favors for special interests with very little help for people who are unemployed and struggling financially due to the pandemic. Among the measures stuffed into the bill is a 180-day countdown for the Pentagon and other intelligence agencies to say what they know about UFOs. The measure was not included in the text of the bill, but was instead listed as a committee comment attached to the Annual Intelligence Authorization Act. So, um, pretty much, you know, this one kind of caught my eye because... I find it interesting because there's a lot of us who are curious about the UFO phenomena and, you know, I wonder if this is something that happens, you know, how that would impact those, the, you know, just the paradigm on the planet, right? I mean, is knowing that there are other being, you know, intelligent beings like ourselves or even more intelligent than ourselves roaming around going to change how you treat the person next to you, how you treat, you know, how the U.S. treats melanated people, 
you know, how the world treats melanated people, so on and so forth, how we treat our, how we treat each other, you know, is that going to change that? So I'm always, you know, curious about, you know, these type of other things that's happening outside of ourselves, because there is a whole universe out here besides just the United States of America and the people within the U.S. There's a whole you know, there's a whole world of people. There's so much other things that's going on in so many other these countries. And, um, you know, you get really stuck in thinking about, oh, you get so caught up in the bread and circus of this, you know, political nonsense. And you forget that you live just in a, so you know, infinitely small spot that there's so much more around you. So, um, I'm interested to see how that uh, unfold. So, you know, but yeah. So we'll see if they talk about the UFOs. Uh, another little side article, I you know, for those of us who, you know, like to take care of the planet or act like we do. Um, over 1.5 billion face masks now believed to be, pop, you know, polluting the oceans thanks to 2020. And uh, I'm not going to read any of that article. I mean, it's the the title is pretty self-explanatory of what what it's about. And, uh, you know, it's, it's if that's the case, then, you know, I think it was uh, was it worth it? You know, to be honest, you know, was it worth putting a billion face masks into the ocean? Like, I mean, it, I don't know. So there's that. Uh, I have a couple, you know, two, I have a, two more articles here uh, for the quick look, you know. So I'm going to try to pronounce this particular chemical, ivermectin. And uh, the article is ivermectin. I believe that's how you pronounce that. South America bans, South, sorry, South Africa bans miracle COVID-19 treatment as unsafe. And I'll read the uh, little excerpt here. They import into South Africa of ivermectin, a drug that has made international headlines recently as a so-called miracle cure for COVID-19 has been declared illegal by the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority. So it was uh, founded as a miracle or a revolutionary drug in the 1980s and worked for paralyzing and killing parasites. And and so South Africa saying it's unsafe and they banned it. So they're not taking any COVID-19 vaccines down there. They're going to find another way. So there's that. And uh, there's a bill here that... Um, New York is can either is it yeah considering that you know New York and California man as these two states they I just feel like they both just need to fall off because some of their politics and the stuff that they be passing is ridiculous but um they are considering a bill that indefinitely detains anyone that can be that is deemed a disease carrier. You know, so uh, if 
the article says here, quote, if the bill becomes law and is adopted in similar form by increasing numbers of the other states, perhaps by congressional legislation as well, imagine what's possible ahead. You know, so basically they saying if you got it, then they can, you know, they have the right to infinitely detain you, you know, indefinitely just because you are a carrier. You can, you know, so they saying if they find it in your system, they can isolate you and there's nothing you can do about it and they don't have to let you go, basically. So that's going to be one of the measures to force people to get the vaccine and, um, you know, I mean, it's your body, to be honest. So, you know, if you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. If you don't want to get the vaccine, you shouldn't be forced to get it. You know, everything else, you know, they say, well, it's your body. You do what you want. They also, I think, you know, this is a little side note, but they also need to take that approach with. Uh, with drugs as well, you know, if somebody wants to take drugs, let them do it. That's their body. That's the consequences they got to deal with. You know, it shouldn't be illegal. You know, that's their body. If they want to, you know, they know the consequences of taking some of these drugs and you know, let, let these people be. And it's the same with the vaccine thing. Let these people be. If if, he, if these diseases are as bad as they say they are and the people who aren't vaccinated get them, then they can't they can't complain. Right. They get it. And if something happens to them, then it happens to them. If it doesn't, then, you know, that's great. But the people who want to get vaccinated, go get vaccinated and call it a day and you should be protected it should be because you're not really but you know it makes you feel better about it so i i mean it's really up in the air with that kind of stuff so and the last little uh, article i saw for quick look um so apparently they're confirming that one thing that we all knew especially you know, in the black community, like, hey, man, the days feel like, you know, they just moving so fast. Like this one thing that I've known, I've always been aware of growing up, you know, my family and friends talking about like you can feel how much faster time is moving, especially you really hear that from the, your elders. And now that, you know, some of us are elders in our late 20s, early 30s, and we're talking to each other like, man, man it really do feel like time is speeding up so ironically enough livescience.com put up an article two days ago earth is whipping around quicker than it has in the half century so they're just basically coming out and telling us what we already could feel with our own senses that um the earth is speeding up at times or have been speeding up and so they're they're saying it's a milli a millisecond shorter on average, but mm, I think it's a lot more than that. So those are you know those articles will be linked in the show notes. So that's it for quick look. And we're gonna jump into the main topic. Like I said, it's a juicy one, and I don't want to you know I'm not gonna spend too much time on it because it can really take you down a rabbit hole. But we're gonna get right into that right now welcome to the main portion of the podcast the main topic right finally made it and uh 
I decided to go with this topic because I really do think that, you know, for those of us that, you know, or those of you, per se, that are still holding true to your faith and whatever whether it's you know Judaic Christianity whether it's Islam whether it's Catholicism especially in uh now I mean it's really just the entire thing really but I can't really speak to other cultures or outside of myself I can only, I have never been Catholic. I've, I mean, I've only been in the Catholic church maybe one time in my life. I've been in a mosque maybe one time in my life, yeah, one time. And I've been in many Christian churches in my time when I was partaking in uh, religion. Uh, I've chosen a, a different path, a slightly different path, not to you know bash anybody's you know viewpoints or faith or whatever uh you know this is your life this is your experience you're welcome to do whatever you want with that however i do want to talk about god versus manhood and i put this topic off for some time because i wasn't sure how to really kind of um, speak about the particular topic because a lot of this topic is going to seem as if it's just really ego-based. And I think it's a little more than that. I think just writing it off as the ego is really just a cop-out to just say, oh, you, you know, because a lot of times with men, other men and women, when we're speaking to other men and or on topics about men, we tend to just write it off as, oh, you're just you need to control your ego. It's your ego, blah, 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 blah. Right. And and it's a little more than that, because the ego serves a purpose. The ego is the part of the self that deals with and handles the external environment. The ego is the filter that all of the external senses and information is filtered through about yourself and about whatever else is in the environment, about another person, about, you know, what you feel about the external. So how you feel about your physical self. So the ego is main purpose is to navigate the material world. That's it. Now, you know, there is times where it does go unchecked and it kind of rules the person. And then, you know, rightfully so, we know those people, usually they're kind of like narcissistic or, you know, they're very uh, materialistic type people. But, you know, whatever, right? You know, we either just stop talking to them, stop being friends with them, you know, don't spend too much time around them and we kind of neutralize them in that way. However, 
it's a different topic when you bring up, you know, as I said, the t- you know, God versus manhood, right? And what I mean by that is there's so many, you know, when you go into these churches, you know, mosques or, you know, cathedrals, there's so many women inside of these, you know, religions, you know, and, and, and you know, quote unquote, a good God fearing woman, end quote, would naturally say, you know, my man that I want in my life has to have the same viewpoint as me have, you know, needs to have the same level of God fearingness in him. He needs to be submissive to God. You know, you've heard it all, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Jesus needs to be in the front of his life or God needs to be in the front of his life. And this that's exactly the point I want to speak to. All right. So I'm going to play a little clip for you here. And uh, I also link to this clip because you can find it on uh, social media, I, I believe Instagram. But I'll play the clip here and and we'll speak about it after the clip. God is a male figure. Women gravitate towards male fig- powerful male figures, right? Differently to how men grab. God is a male figure, yeah? Women gravitate towards male fig- powerful male figures, mm-hmm. right? Differently to how men gravitate towards powerful male figures. A man with his own, um, you can call it ego, he prefers to be the powerful male figure. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so what I find is a lot of women don't get that men are not going to see God the same way that they see it and what I feel like this is just from my own personal experience I feel like because I'm not a God-fearing man I'm just not I don't believe in any of the Islamic or Judeo-Christian religions right Mm -hmm. and I can't see myself submitting to another man I just the way I'm built the way I've set up my own self I can't see myself submitting to another man. I am the man that needs to be submitted to. So I hope that, you know, you all heard that uh, pretty clearly. And uh, so he, there was a lot said there, right? And especially the part where he spoke about how women gravitate to powerful male figures. And I think that's that is the key there, because when you look around in these, you know, these religions and these belief systems. Traditionally. God is. You know, pretty much placated as a masculine figure, he, him, his are the uh you know the the usually when you're referring to god you're using those instead of she her you know and 
you you never hear God as a as a woman or as a feminine energy, usually, especially in these, you know, these three major religions in which pretty much cover the entire planet. So you have billions of women who are, as he said, gravitating to a strong masculine presence in their life. And then you get it to the point where, you know, I was on uh, one of the social media platforms and the, and the young lady said that, uh, you know, and I, I believe it was Twitter. And, you know, the tweet had like 57,000 likes and like 20,000 retweets. Like, and so it was pretty viral. So what she said was uh, something to the effect of uh, I don't need a man because I have God and, you know, God's, you know, serves all my needs and gives me all my wants and all this stuff. Right. And, you know, and and if you've ever been on Twitter, man, those comments is the only reason why that that service is even surviving, because the comments is hilarious. And uh, it it got me thinking, like, is she I mean, if you already have that male figurehead in your life, then she's right. She don't need a, a man. You know, she don't need men for anything. You know, but then she says, oh, I want to have, you know, a kid one day, blah, blah, blah. And someone in the comment says, well, you know, why can't God give you a kid? You know, you in your tweet, you said you don't need men for anything because God provides everything for you. Then you don't have any room for a man because you already have a masculine figure there. And any man that comes in your life is going to be competing with that space. And it got me thinking like is that something that is happening out here because honestly I don't know. I'm and you know like the gentleman said in in the in the clip, I don't subscribe to any you know any particular religion. Um, so I'm not really sure what the landscape is these days of men and women out here that are looking to become a couple at some point, but is that a bear? Is that still a barrier these days? I, I mean, honestly, I guess it would be, I mean, I've only came across it one time in my recent, you know, the last three years and I went on a date one time, um, and the young lady was, I mean, pretty much said to that effect. And I asked her that same question, to be honest, it's kind of ironic. So I asked her that same question and, um, you know, and the question kind of stopped her in her tracks. I'm like, well, you know, are you willing to, you know, give up what you're looking for? So you're willing to go against your own interests because of this particular thing, you know, and back to the the main part you know the god versus manhood is it that this masculine figurehead is causing men not to want to be involved in these religions per se you know as much as women are because they feel as though they're in a competing space with another masculine energy 
or they're not seeking to be with women who have that ideology because they don't want to compete with another man, basically another masculine energy. And at the same time, you know, I've heard the, you know, in the comments as well, talking about, you know, oh, well, it really takes a strong man to submit to God and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But is it, is it strength? I mean, if we're just looking at it strictly as for what it is, a masculine energy, a masculine figurehead, is it strength for a man to submit to another masculine presence or is it submissiveness, you know, and the gentleman in the, uh, the clip, he, you know, he kind of touched on that where he said he doesn't feel comfortable submitting to another man or another masculine energy, you know, but that also lends itself to the reason why there are so many women that are so readily available to submit to that, you know, that because I mean, let's look at it. God is seen as, you know, super powerful. It can't be beat, you know, anything you need, he got you, you know, all that kind of stuff. Exactly what we hear in the songs and on social media about what type of man women are looking for is exactly the outline of what, you know, said God from these, uh, these religions are, you know, always available, you know, allows them to be themselves and to be vulnerable, you know, strong when you need them, you know, et cetera, et cetera, provides for everything you need. You know, I mean, so I wonder if that I that template is being used to judge regular men by and not allowing these, you know, other men out here who actually genuinely want to be with, you know, some of these women, because there's some fantastic, great women in in the church. And unfortunately, they're single for this reason here. And. You know, they meet great men in their life and they turn them down because they're like, oh, well, you don't believe what I believe. So you can't be good for me. And they end up single for the rest of their lives and they get bitter. You know, usually how that goes. But some of them don't. Some of them just say, you know, it was God's will for me to be single, which is ridiculous. So um, and and that's what I would I, I, I don't know the answer to that. Right. But. The last part he kind of spoke to was he feels as though he's the man that should be submitted to. And that last part there was the part that really kind of got me right. Because I 100 percent, you know, think he's absolutely right in that piece there. Because if you're going to be with a man, I do think that at some level. He has to be the man that you're submitting to. And at least in the respect of that's him being your man, you can't be like, okay, well, you my man, but you secondary to everything else I got going on. You, you, you secondary in this relationship, you secondary in my life 
it's not going to work out. And it's almost as if, um, you know, it's kind of like a catch 22. So how do you, you know, as a man, how do you reconcile something like that? You know, is it, do you really need to be submissive to, you know, this other masculine energy just to be with this woman? So you're, you know, kind of compromising yourself for her in a way, or is it something that needs to be taken and understood better? So what if this God structure isn't something that needs to be in between the man and woman, but something that is kind of, um, like, uh, strive to, to get, to reach to, because why not have the idea of God as a woman? And wouldn't that not attract more men? Like, why does it have to just be, you know, one-sided, you know, and, it, and that kind of, you know, I w- it doesn't make any sense to me because to me, I kind of feel like the creator, the creator of the universe is both masculine and feminine aspects. Like it, it w- wouldn't make any sense for there to be a masculine and feminine aspects if the create the creator of the universe wasn't both masculine and feminine. So why wouldn't you be able to refer to whatever you want to call it as him or her? And I feel like if that paradigm could change, I think you would have more cohesion between both the man and the woman, because now there's uh, equality there. It's not just one sided. So you don't have a whole half of the of the, you know, species as in men kind of alienated by the fact that, you know, their their woman wants to be with a presence that is, you know, so much more greater than them. But it's not really there because at the end of the day, you know, God's not the one that's in that bed with you. When you really crying at the in the middle of the night about whatever's going on, your man is there holding you if you have one. And again, that's that's a 50 50 chance, especially if you got, you know, Jesus and God at the head of your life is a 50 50 chance that you are single. So but for the ones who do have a earthly man, he you know, that man is in the is out there working to help, you know, help provide and put uh, food on the table and clothes on the back of the children. If if you have children. That man is there for you. So it, it's, it kind of begs the question, like, who do you put first? You know, this grandiose construct or do you put the man that's in front of you first? You know, so but that's all I wanted to say, because I've always, you know, I didn't ha- it's I've always had conflicting about that particular portion. Like, why is it, you know, and, and it does strike the you know the ego as a little off you know so you know and and it and it and like i said it goes a little bit more deeper than just the 
ego with this topic because really you can't really serve two masters right we know that we know that and and <laughs> it's almost as if you're dating you're you're with two masculine structures at the same time you know and you and you can't do that i don't know if well i can't tell you you can't do that but it's extremely difficult to do because from my viewpoint the way people go about this relationship with their god is as if they are dating or in a a actual romantic relationship with this deity and that's i think what he's trying to pick up here because when you just the just the way i hear women talk about the relationship they have with is it, it sounds as if they're actually in a romantic relationship with their god per se you know and instead of having a more objective overall view of the relationship and a more cosmic awareness of what god is they it's almost they internalize them and and i say him just because that's what they call him but they internalize this idea of god as their man like they actually are that's their dude you know so of course you're not going to have any room and as soon as a man comes around he's going to pick that up like okay well there's another uh there's another masculine presence here and again you can't serve two masters so i think that is probably one of the you know i think i mean i think that might be the the main reason why there's not really many men in the church besides the pastor you know and that's the reason why the pastor get all the nani in the church that he wants for the most part and the ones that do do that because again women gravitate towards powerful male figures the pastor is the most powerful figure in their life outside of god himself in their in their view you know so it's it's like but the other thing is too here um and this is no way you know trying to bash the women because it's, it's really not it's just they the women are doing nothing wrong here however i do think the relationship and as they how they see themselves just from the outside looking in seems as if they're actually like trying to find a man that fits that kind of you know fits up to whatever god's providing for them like if you're not providing me what god providing me then you're not good enough and i think that's or you know unfortunately they don't see it like this but it's really ridiculous and i think it's been going on for a very long time you know and but the other thing that the gentleman said was men are not going to see and view and have the same perception you know 
of you know God and as a woman would you know so just in that that also needs to be addressed because the relationship is going to be different there you know and so I I think there's a lot to be to be said about this particular topic I don't know if you know I'm the one to really pick up this ball and really carry it any further than this you know but I think it's an important topic because it, it affects a lot of people and that's what this podcast is all about it's just bringing topics to light that you know that other people you know may be thinking about or talking about that you know, sometimes they don't have the, the wherewithal or the, the platform to speak on it. So, you know, I'm going to try to find, you know, continue to find these type of topics, these deep topics and try to, you know, put them in the airways because a lot of these things need to be talked about, you know, and, and unfortunately, a lot of this stuff is being thrown under the rug and people are pointing fingers. Oh, you this or you that or you're you're weak. You can't submit. And uh, and it needs to be looked at for what it is. And it's it's not a weakness. You know, no man is going to submit to another masculine energy for no reason. Like when he feels as though he's doing everything he needs to do, he's the one that wants to be submitted to. And I said, what was that? You know, so. uh as I, as again, my only thought to that would be, I think the entire idea of what God is, what she can be, needs to be completely redone. You know, and this lopsidedness of just this masculine energy, is, you know, it's... It, it can be masculine for the women and it can be feminine for the men. Why not? That's what's going to bring. That's what you two are coming together for in the first place. Right. He's attracted to your femininity. You're attracted to his masculinity. So why would it not be the same for your God as well? But, you know, that's just my two cents about the topic. So I hope you all have a better you know, start to the rest of your 2020, I mean, 2021, sorry, <laughs> man, what's so much chaos going on, but as I, you know, spoke to you all before about, you know, it's a, it's a lot of destruction going on, you know, take this time to use that destruction as a shield, destroy some things, get out and get some things out of the way and rebuild the life and start the life that you wanted or help someone else, you know, help help someone else build what they they've been looking for you know you have all the answers inside of you and you know you have all the people around you that's going to help you do it so we're going to conclude the topic and we'll see you on next episode you know if you like the podcast please like and subscribe soundcloud apple Podcasts, also spotify as well frankly speaking podcast all one all one word and if you'd like to reach the podcast email is frankly speaking podcast 
number one at gmail.com.